Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. Hey y'all, this is Jenny Veliki and you're listening to the Funky Farm Girl podcast. This is episode 57, Quail on the Homestead. This week, I want to give you a rundown on everything you need to know about owning quail. We added quail to our homestead about a month ago and we are loving the process. So I want to share that with you today. But before we get into that, Let's talk about our weekly feature, what's happening on the homestead. This week, we are prepping for graduation. We are T-minus 10 days and counting until my oldest daughter, Gracie, graduates from high school. We are a homeschool family, so we will be hosting her graduation here at our homestead. We're going to have a private ceremony for... um, just real close immediate family with a little cookout after and then a larger party for everybody else and so we have lots to do to make sure that the homestead's looking good and that everything's going well and I'm just really excited to spruce up the homestead again we had fun doing it for our vow renewal back in October and so this week I am planting flowers and making some flower box planters with some flowers that I got on sale last week and also trying to get some chicken coops painted, touched up and spruced up for this big event. Our hope is that we will be able to have lots of events like this so this is just giving us some extra practice for all the other events that we hope to have in the future. So that's what's happening on our little homestead this week. So this week I wanted to get into quail and why you would maybe consider quail. um, What you would need if you want to to raise them and then how to make a profit from, from them. Because really we can have animals for fun when we're homesteading and that certainly has its own perks and benefits but having an animal that has a good purpose and is able to turn a profit and become an income stream for us is always a good thing and so I want to break down for you what to think about when you're buying quail when you're setting up for them and help you walk through what it looks like to own them and then how to use them to turn a profit and bring that income stream into your own homestead. So this episode in particular is going to be great for all of you little urban homesteaders out there. If you are homesteading in a backyard in a neighborhood, 
this episode is for you. This is one of those homesteading animals that you can swing. And so I really hope that this is an episode that you especially will tune into and really take some notes and consider whether or not quail may be a good decision for your little homestead, no matter where you are. So why quail? What should we do? The first thing we need to do is we need to distinguish what type of quail we're talking about. There are two different main categories of quail. You've got the old world quail, which is um, the one that you're going to be most familiar with there is the bobwhite. And those need lots of room to fly. They need, you know, the aerial netting up above so that they have room to spread their wings and flap and fly and go where they need to go. They take about 17 weeks to get to maturity, which is just a few weeks shy of of a chicken in terms of how long they take to go to maturity. And then they're really more suited for aviaries than for homesteads. They are able to be used for meat. They are able to be used um, as training for hunting dogs. And their eggs are good, but ideally for for a homesteader it's just going to be more upkeep and trouble than it's really worth when it comes to all the benefits of quail you're not going to really get them as much from that category so that that's the the new world category with the bob white and then we have the old world category and the main type of quail that we have in the old world category is the Caternix. And from that, there's going to be lots and lots of different breeds. You're going to have Golden and Tuxedo and Texas A&M and um, Pharaoh and all these different kinds that really distinguish feather patterns and coloring. But essentially, they are all the same bird. They just have different colorings and feather patterns um, to distinguish between them. And these are birds that you can raise in cages or in pens. They only take six to eight weeks to get to maturity. And they're dual purpose breeds. So you can raise them for both eggs and meat. And these are available usually from hatcheries online. Or you can find a local um, breeder that you can buy them from. So why would you even want quail? What's the big deal? Well, let me tell you, especially for urban homesteaders, quail can be a game changer. This can take you from a backyard gardener to a legit homesteader. And like I've said, homesteading is more about lifestyle than it is about location. So no, you don't even need to raise animals to be a homesteader. But being able to raise an animal that is HOA friendly that doesn't take up a ton of space, that will fit in an urban backyard, can be a total game changer when you're wanting to um, implement things for food security or just being able to say that you raise some of your own meat. This is a way for people who live in urban settings to be able to do that. 
Now, this works great in the country too, but I know that most of my listeners, that's not going to apply. Most of you don't live on a farm. Most of you don't have acres and acres of land. And so that's why I'm really excited to tell you about the quail because this is going to be doable for pretty much anyone unless maybe you're in an apartment. And even with that, possibly you could do it on a balcony. I'm not really sure how that would work. It would take some doing, but it could be done. Um, So with that, let's talk about why quail. First of all, they're a great alternative to chickens. Like I said, if you're an urban homesteader, um, chickens are usually a no because either you're HOA restricted or maybe your HOA allows but they only allow for a small number or you can't have roosters and all these kinds of things. The quail are going to give you three main benefits. Number one, they're not usually restricted by HOAs. Um, it's basically like keeping pet birds as far as HOA goes. There's there's hardly any HOA that restricts specifically quail. And so that opens up an avenue that you would not have maybe with chickens. Number two, it's a smaller space requirement. Um, you were going to talk about that more in a little bit, but, but just the setup that they require is much smaller and much simpler. And so it's a lot more doable, especially if you're in an urban neighborhood where you don't have a lot of yard to give up for something like that. And honestly, it means you have more room for more garden. And then the number three reason why it's a great alternative to chickens is because the roosters don't crow. (laughs) They do make a funny little chirping noise, but it's not a loud, horrible noise that wakes people up. Um, People are going to think that there's a new bird living in the neighborhood that's making the chirping noise, and they're not going to connect it to what's living in your backyard. Um, And honestly it's kind of a cute little sound and it's not um, as problematic as having a rooster that crows and wakes up everybody in a two block radius at 4 a.m. So um, they're a great alternative to chickens for urban homesteaders. They're also a lower um, startup cost animal. Um, You're only talking about having a pen to put them in versus having to buy a coop or build a coop and and add the run to it and enclose all that and all those things um this is a much much simpler startup and again we'll go over that in a little more detail here in a minute but just the cost overall is a lot lower to start with Not only that, you're going to get a higher profit margin. And that's our third main reason why you would want to get quail. Their eggs are going to sell at a higher price. So instead of getting three to four dollars for a dozen local chicken eggs, you're going to get five to six dollars a dozen for quail eggs. Um, On top of that, there's a lower feed cost up until the point of being able to produce eggs or being able to process them for meat because you're only talking about a six to eight week window versus the 
18 to 20 week window that you have with chickens and because they're a much smaller animal the amount of feed that they eat is going to be a lot smaller uh, for example our quail are now seven weeks old and I am still have about half of a bucket of a five gallon bucket of my first bag of quail feed so it it lasts for quite a while and when you're only paying $15 for that bag of feed and you can sell three dozen eggs and pay for that bag of feed then definitely your profit margin is going to be a lot better than it is with chickens not only that if you choose to process them for meat you're not going to need any special equipment like you would for chickens could you butcher chickens without having a plucker or all the other things that that make it easy of course you could but again those things make it so much easier and especially if you're doing a group of them at one time the more things that you can do to streamline that process the better and so having a plucker is really really important when you're doing chickens they're also really expensive and so that can make meat birds cost prohibitive for homesteaders but with quail it's very very easy to dress the bird in such a way that all you're doing is is my husband calls it unzipping their jacket you you can literally just separate right at the breast and literally peel the feathers right off and so you don't have the same need for special equipment to process they're very simple and easy to do and you can do it you know just by hand um, with no special equipment needed and again that turns into a higher profit margin when it goes um, to selling the meat so okay let's say I've convinced you that you need some quail so if you need quail what else do you need how do you raise quail so what you're going to need is first of all you need a brooder box set up until they're about three weeks old um, if it's less than 40 degrees outside at night you're going to need a heat lamp as a supplement um, just until they're a little bit older and then you can put them outside and you can put them in the pen um, whatever you're using for chicks will work just as well for quail so again you just need a container that's high enough that um, will contain them and they need some type of bedding in there and they need a feeder and a water uh, one thing you do need to be aware of with with baby quail is that it's very very easy for them to drown in the water so you want to put some pebbles in there to make sure that the water is very shallow where they drink um, so that they're able to get water to drink but not drown um, and then you want to make sure that you have a feeder in there to give them some food now the one thing that you will need to do is make sure that you have a good top for your brooder normally with baby chicks by the time they get big enough that they're flying like that you're moving them outside but these quail um, 
even within the first week will start to jump and pop around. We actually call them popcorn because of that, because you go up to, you walk up to the brooder box and they just start popping all over the place like popcorn. Uh, and you want to make sure that you can keep them contained. We did have one that got loose in the garage and that was quite a feat trying to catch that little bird. So be sure that you have some type of screen or something. We just have a a piece of chicken wire that's just long enough and wide enough to lay over the top and curl down on the edges as sort of a little frame that's the the same shape as the brooder pin that we use. Once they're three weeks old or it's greater than 40 degrees outside you can put them right out into the quail pen and you're going to want to have something that either is a wood or a wire frame with a mesh floor and the reason you need a mesh floor is because the main issue with raising quail is that their poop is very very high in ammonia and so it's going to stink pretty quickly so if you have a mesh flooring in there then and you have like a tray or something underneath it to catch that or it goes right onto the ground and then you shovel it out um, then you're able to keep that a lot cleaner for a lot longer um, and not have to be in there every other day cleaning it out um, again you're going to need a feeder you're going to need a waterer and um, preferably they need to be outdoors if you needed to you could keep them in a garage or something like that but you need to be aware that birds when they are contained like that and baby chicks would be the same way are going to produce a lot of dust and dander and that is a little fine film that will just stick to everything and it can cause respiratory issues in your birds and actually in you too if you're in that area a lot so be aware make sure there's ventilation and um, put them somewhere where they can um, have some good sunlight. So that's basically all you need to know when it comes to raising quail. Um, mostly they're the same as chickens. They, they don't even need a nesting box. They will just stop and drop an egg wherever they happen to be at the moment. Um, they... Um, prefer to be in groups and so that works out really well um so how do you make a profit off of these birds well as i mentioned earlier the first thing that you can do is sell your eggs and quail eggs at the local farmer's market are going to go anywhere from five to six dollars a dozen um it is not hard to get that much for your quail eggs because they're considered a delicacy and they're a little bit harder to, to obtain. Um, people are are really into the quail eggs because they have a larger yolk to white content um, in the egg itself and they're really good as little small hard-boiled eggs to use um, as like a protein source maybe if you're vegan. Um, a friend of mine just recently made a quail egg curry where the hard-boiled quail eggs were the source of protein instead of say chickpeas or chicken. Um, you can also pickle them and they make great little pickled eggs. 
um, and you can fit quite a few in a jar compared to if you're doing chicken eggs you need a lot larger container um, and just overall people really enjoy these eggs it takes four to five quail eggs to equal one large chicken egg um, so if you do the math it's not really a great thing to use for baking or something like that but when you're talking about um, maybe a little sunny side up egg or you know bite-sized little appetizers and things like that um, having bite-sized hard-boiled eggs that type of thing um, they're really really good for that so people will buy them um, the thing that I recommend what I did was I went to a local farm that has a market and I talked to their owner and um, I have an agreement with them that they are going to buy my quail eggs from me and then mark them up a, a little bit and sell them in their store and so I'm not even having to go through the process of finding people to buy them on a regular basis I just already have somewhere that I can just take them and leave them there um, be sure that you're checking what the regulations and things are um, when you're doing that um, make sure that um, you know what the rules are as far as labeling and what needs to be included on that label how many you can sell without needing an inspection or how many do you need to um, what is that limit where from here out you you have to be inspected and that kind of thing just be aware of what your local and state regulations are in terms of selling those quail eggs on top of that you can sell the meat um, again you need to check your agricultural regs in your area and you also will need to check the uh, fish and game wildlife regulations um, because they are considered a game bird and so there may be some regulations in terms of that if it comes to uh, processing and breeding um, game birds such as quail so be sure to look into both of those and make sure that you're following the regulations in your area um, but it's very easy to dress a quail and then they are roughly uh, the jumbo coturnics that we have will be about 14 ounces for a um, male and about 18 ounces, 17 to 18 ounces for a female. And um, just good birds. So um, you can use those like you would dark meat chicken. Uh, it has a richer flavor. There's a lot of health benefits with quail. Um, it has a higher content, iron content than even red meat beef. Um, it has um, a lot of other nutrients in it that are really, really good for you. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that you can read more about the health benefits of quail meat. And again, even if you're not selling that meat, if you're processing that meat and you eating it in your own family, because your overhead costs are so low, you're saving a bunch of money on your grocery bill. So even if they're not bringing in actual cash, they're saving you money when you go to buy groceries because that's one less meat type that you're having to buy. 
And you can, last but not least, you can incubate eggs or sell hatching eggs or incubate them and then sell the chicks. Um, because it is something that is growing in popularity. There are more and more people who maybe started out as backyard chickens or maybe last year they wanted to do backyard chickens and could not because of HOA regulations. And now they're beginning to discover that, oh, I can do quail and get a lot of the same benefit as I would from chickens, but at a lower cost and be approved by the HOA. And so... Um, they are becoming more and more in demand. Um, it's easier to do this with something like quail because roosters are less of a factor when it comes to quail. Um, as long as they're raised together, they tend to do well um, if they're raised together from the beginning. Um, you don't tend to have too much fighting among the males. Uh, you do want to keep your count in line so that you don't have an overabundance of males because then they will start to fight. Um, but if you can even like subdivide your pen and put, you know, a few male with all the females in each little area, um, even that's doable. Um, if they are introduced as a grown bird um, there's a higher chance that you're going to have fighting among the males you do need to watch for aggression because they will be vicious little things when it comes to fighting each other um, so do be aware of that do be keeping out an eye for it but in general if they're raised together from day one they don't tend to have problems like that as much as they would if you were to introduce one later on um, the way you can tell the hens from the roosters is the hens are going to be more light colored white um, with some speckling on their chest and the roosters are going to have more of an orangey tint to their chest and they're going to be a lot less speckled. Um, that's the easiest way to tell. You can also do vent sexing if you're familiar with that but if you're not like I'm not then that's an easy way to tell I know that right now I have seven hens and one rooster and so right now that's that's working great for us you can also um, for a profit depending on your viewpoint um, you could choose to sell quail for hunters to use in training bird dogs there are some of you that are going to have a real struggle with things like that. And guess what? The good news is they're your birds. You can choose what you do or don't want to do with them. Um, this may be something that I may or may not use as an option. Um, depending on um, my husband's side of the family. They love to do a lot of hunting. And if that's something that they're interested in or know people who want to do that kind of thing then that may be something that I'm willing to work with them and figure out an arrangement for but again they're your birds if that's something that doesn't appeal to you at all or is even offensive to you guess what you don't have to do it it's totally your decision so in summary quail are a great addition to any homestead but especially if you're in an urban setting. They provide meat, they provide eggs, and they can provide income. 
So I really urge you to consider quail on your homestead. So I'm going to end this episode with a new segment that I hope to do each week. One of the benefits of being a podcaster is that I get um, to preview a lot of really great gardening books. And I want to begin to share some of those with you guys and give you some suggestions. I know that I talk a lot about um, always be learning and to add to what you know and to read good books and to listen to podcasts and blogs and YouTubers who are doing the things that you want to learn. Um, And so I want to begin to highlight some of these great books that um, I've had the privilege of previewing and give you some good recommendations on books that you can add to your homesteaders library. And so the first book that I want to highlight this week is The Modern Homestead Garden, Growing Self-Sufficiency in Any Size Backyard. And this is by Gary Pilarchek, and he is known as The Rusted Gardener on The Rusted Garden on YouTube. And he really um, wants to help you transform your space into an edible landscape. He has advice on the best crops to get you growing quickly, where to place your first homestead garden, troubleshooting common issues, managing garden care tasks efficiently, feeding plants naturally, and enjoying preparing and preserving the harvest. And he says modern homesteading is about cultivating self-sufficiency and self-reliance no matter its level. In the book, there is a quote and it says i want you to simply inc- i want to simply encourage you to start learn and become a garden wants to give and all you have to do is help move it along start small and grow your confidence first every little win every little victory is what's going to keep you gardening is is what's going to help you move ahead and try something even bigger and and better and harder next time. And so I really cannot recommend this book highly enough. Um, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. And then um, in addition to the, this new weekly feature on the podcast, I'm going to be doing an IGTV review of the book on Thursdays following the podcast release on Wednesday. So you can go to the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram and check out my ITV button and go there Thursday, June the 3rd and see a full review of this book. I'll have video of it. I'll walk through um, several different sections of it and give you a good feel for what this book is about. Um, And again, I will put a link in the show notes and also in the description on IGTV. So be sure to check it out. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Join me next week when I reveal to you a secret that you may not know. You don't have to be an expert. See you then. Thanks for stopping by y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted.